Hello, everybody. Glad to have you. We're in a new space today. Very cozy in here with Matt and Greg in a new location. Good vibes, though. Cozy and crowded, maybe. I was going to say, it's uh, it's awfully close in here. I'd like to devote the podcast today talking about how offended we are about all of the Super Bowl and everything. What do y'all think? I'm very offended. Oh we're, oh, we're offended. I'm sorry. We're yes, so I am offended. offended. Yes. I'm offended by the game, by the guy yelling at the coach, by oh, the commercials, by the halftime show. What else could we be offended Wait by Wait a today? minute. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a Little minute. John came out. You were offended? Stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't even watch it, so I have no idea what happens. I barely knew the Super Bowl was happening myself, but... Uh, Golly, the Christians online. I got on social. It's it's uh, the day after the Super Bowl. Is National Christians Be Offended at Everything Day online? Do you ever get sick of that? Man, I do. I did not know we were going here in this podcast <laughs> yeah. today. Well, we're here now. Here Let's we are. just enjoy it. No, if I could say to our podcast listeners how embarrassed I am sometimes of people's behavior in an attempt to try to stand up for what's right, we can so we can come off so jerky. And so uh, just picky and pharisaical that went there, didn't I? Agreed. But, uh, yeah. And I love the word pharisaical. Pharisaical. <laughs> you guys pulling for the Niners or the Chiefs? Uh, I was pulling for the Niners. Yeah. Same. Yep. Really? I have yep. not watched one football game all year, but I watched that one and I was pulling for the Niners. I didn't. I didn't see it. I was kind of bored by it all. I watched so. lots of football games this year, and I did watch the Super Bowl as well. Typically, the Christians will jump out or and really get ticked about the halftime show, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, don't watch it. Yeah. If it's the fifth year in a row you've been offended by something, <laughs> then just don't watch it, okay? And we don't want to hear how offended you are. And I didn't hear anybody really offended by that this year. I don't yeah, know what happened. I'm sure but, they were. Uh, they're out there. I stopped paying attention to oh, I get embarrassed by it so many times that I just wish Christians would think about how to use social media. I really do. How to use it to be positive instead of getting on a soapbox every time. Anyway, God bless y'all. It's there good to be here right. for that today. No, we got a message to talk about. We had a good weekend. We really did. Yep. I yep. think we had really good. 10 people come to Christ over the weekend between us and the students. Yep. They had two. We had eight That was fantastic. over the weekend. That was fantastic. And uh, God just did some really good things over the weekend. A lot of folks here. Mm-hmm. And uh, good day. Yep. So. Started a brand new series for us called Breakthrough, Breakthrough. which uh-huh. uh, evidently is one of your favorite words in uh, in Christianese. No, it's not. I hear it too much. But <laughs> here we go. We're using not it, Pharisaical. <laughs> it's a real concept. It's just one of those that people overuse all the time. Right. How many yeah. books have Breakthrough in the title? Yeah. How many sermon series? I was hesitant to even use that. Every year I, is your year of Breakthrough. Every right, single January year. First. This is, God says, they say, it's right. your year of breakthrough, which there are breakthroughs every year for us if we want them, if we follow Jesus, you know. But, uh, yep, we're going there with that word that, yeah. that I love and hate at the same time. And you took us into a very pregnant room uh, yeah. to uh, to kind of get this series started I wasn't, off with. I wasn't going to talk about that. I had yep. no intention of that message. Then I went to see last Sunday night uh, prior um we went to see The Chosen yeah. in theaters, and uh, I won't give away any spoilers. Well, I'll give away one that's not really a spoiler, but there's a scene there where they show this room mm-hmm. happening, this this uh, Mary and Elizabeth coming together, and they showed it, and I'm sitting there in the theater, and um, I'm thinking, man, that's a breakthrough message right there. i got to yeah. preach that Sunday. 
Before we get too far into the message, I have a question. You mentioned about how squeamish you were when Alexa was pregnant. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that, that that's real, right? I mean, you were you, you were kind no, of. No, I just made it up. I'm just saying. It. <laughs> made it up. It's good. Good line, <laughs> Matt. Were you that way too? It with, worked in the message. I was not. <laughs> hey, spit, I just made just it spit. up. Yes, it's real. Okay, okay. So you were pretty squeamish about you know. Totally. D- didn't like necessarily putting your hand on Alexa's belly when you could feel Michael moving around. I wouldn't in there. do it. Really? Wouldn't, never did it. No. Matt? I see, I actually loved that. Yeah, I was about to say, I was the same way. Uh, you know, I couldn't I couldn't wait till Danielle could tell me, hey, come here, you can feel the baby moving around in there. Well, good for y'all. <laughs> I right, wanted well, no I part mean, of that. <laughs> it just felt weird to me. I don't know why. I was squeamish. It's true, I would not cut the cord with either one of my children. I didn't. I refused to do that. I was kind of, uh, I don't know, I'm not typically a squeamish person, but with yeah. that, I was just like, uh, y'all take care of this, make sure it works well, and and I want to hold my baby when it's all over. When it's clean. <laughs> when it's cleaned up. Yeah, that too. Oh, I had heard, well, you made the reference to the movie Alien in there as well. And I had you heard had to so bring many, that up. <laughs> but I heard so many parents say, that's exactly right. Like, I mean, they, they yeah, love the exactly. connection point in there. It was fantastic. So, uh, well, that was, maybe that's it. Maybe that movie traumatized me. <laughs> that's what I'm that thinking. little alien comes popping that's out. Right. That's pretty traumatic. Like, that would not be my child. Maybe I need to get <laughs> delivered from that. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, well, I was, just, I was very curious about that. I didn't know if Matt felt the same way or if I was the odd man out. But no, it's you. You're the odd man out. It's me. Yeah. It usually is. <laughs> but no, it was a great. It was a great message. It really was kind of uh, setting the stage for us and talking about Mary and Elizabeth and, and the pregnancy that they experienced and the potential that was there and really connecting it to us as individuals as well as us as a church with Upward that there's just so much potential in the room and of what God's getting ready to do and what He's already begun to do. So yeah, great job. I enjoyed it. Really did. I think it's really good, too. I think as a church, and I have no doubt with everybody that watches and that shows up, there's so many decisions people are trying to figure out and make and what it looks like to move forward just in life in general. So just to be able to, to stop and go, hey, here's here's the steps that happened that were, I think was, it was huge for me. I think it was huge for a lot of people to be able to go, oh, this is normal to have like doubts or wonder if this is the right choice. Funny, uh, Thursday I preached it, and when I said the line, you know, we're in a room with two pregnant women, uh, there was a, a burst of laughter from the second row over here to my right, and I wondered what they were laughing at about. But it's kind of funny. I guess they anticipated pregnant women in a room together. That could, you know, get emotional or get difficult. But they laughed, and uh, and I didn't know what they were saying, but at the end of service, two ladies came up to me from that row, and they, they said, we're both pregnant. And uh-huh. I didn't know it. They'd both just found out you know and uh they said we're pregnant and we sat together and that's why we laughed that's funny yeah that's funny uh <laughs> you were talking about uh you know walking through this experience that mary had with with elizabeth and, and connecting it to some keys to us in our own lives about keys to uh, receiving and experiencing a breakthrough in our own lives and uh one of those being uh, the idea of finding a friend to talk to absolutely um you, you mentioned this in the message as well about how, you know, how much Mary needed Elizabeth, but probably didn't even realize how much she needed Elizabeth, you know, whether or not the angel told her to go and, and, and see Elizabeth or not. But she probably didn't even recognize how much she needed the words that Elizabeth was going to share to her until they were already spoken. So it's not like she went saying, this is going to be my key, right? But I mean, she went, uh, she went and then as a part of that relationship, there was something connected there. I, it feels like what happened in the room was kind of a surprise to both of them. Right. It feels that way when you read it, that it wasn't obviously pre-planned or pre-thought. And then Mary had a song as well, you know, in that room, mm-hmm. uh, Elizabeth. It's like she burst forth almost in song, and then Mary has her 
song as well, you know, right in the room. I didn't have time to even get to that. But sure. It's like a whole worship service breaks out in there together. Uh, as I think about it, I probably, if I'd had more time, I'd go into that even more. We might <laughs> right. you come actually out. sing a, a few ooh, bars? Ooh, that would ruin like this. That would ruin everything. Uh, but, uh, yeah, she didn't know what was and it's often the case. We don't always know what that conversation holds when we have to have that conversation, when we reach out to somebody for support. I was reading a book uh, this week uh, about, it said, uh, one of the greatest signs of confidence and strength is when you have the ability to ask for help. Mm. Yeah. And it's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength when you say, I need help. Mm. And, and she, I think it was a cry for help. I do think Mary yeah. had to have somebody to talk to about it. And it, it must have been that they had a relationship already and she knew she could go to her. There, there must have been that. And that's kind of one of the keys, right? Because I mean, we talk about the idea of needing a friend to talk to or somebody that you need to talk to. And you and went to a couple different examples, but Mary's Mary's relationship with Elizabeth was already intact. It's not like she waited for this moment. It's like, oh, I need somebody, I need a friend to talk to, so let me go and reach out to Elizabeth. The relationship was already there. We don't realize how much we need people mm-hmm. until we need them. And if we wait until that point in time to develop that relationship, it, it, we're, we're a little bit behind the eight ball at that point. I'll tell you something sad I've seen in ministry over the last many years, and, and this is happening, and I think it's getting worse. There's so many people out there who just don't have friends. Mm-hmm. They work hard. They come home and sleep and get up and work and maybe get their kids to a place to place. And, and I'll sometimes get a chance to meet them or talk to them or, or do something, have a meal or something like that. And it becomes apparent to me really quickly, they don't have anybody that they talk to like oh, this. I, they don't have anybody that they go have dinner with. There are tons of people. I think it's an epidemic of friendlessness. People just, uh, maybe the pandemic pushed us inside more. Maybe there's just, I'm, I'm sure there's some isolation issues, but we need those people. Yeah. And you've got to build them into your life before the storms come. Right. We see people ministry all the time, you know, who they go through this major storm and they don't have any support system built up at all. And sometimes they wonder why more people weren't there for them. And a lot of times it's just that they've not built relationships with anybody. Yep. I think a lot of times people, they let social media kind of be a replacement for that somehow. And it doesn't, I think, I mean, it's an awesome way to be able to stay in contact with those people. But you've got to do real life with real people so that you can have the real conversations you need to have. And this would have been, for for Mary, this would have been one of those experiences that could have and probably did to a certain extent isolate her from other people, right? I mean, I mean, because, I mean, you know, the nature of the announcement and, uh, you know, you mentioned about her reputation a lot, you know, how that was going to take a massive hit. And all the whispers and the questions would have followed her for the rest of her life and Jesus as well, right? I did. Um, so, I mean, this would have been one of those moments where she would have, it could have been very easy for her to be isolated and be alone and not reach out to anybody, but she had Elizabeth. And I think that's something that we got to keep in mind too is that, hey, as devastating as the news might be or as hard, and this wasn't devastating news, but it could have been hard news to receive. You got to have people in your life that you're willing to go share those tough those tough conversations with. Got to have that friend to talk to. I tell people at Upward, and I'm sure there are people listening who are not a part of Upward, but listening. But one of the critical things you need to do if you're in a church, get in a church if you're not a healthy, Bible preaching, authentic relationship church, mm-hmm. and don't just go to church. Get to know people. Yep. 
Uh, I'd say to the people at Upward, if you just come to Upward and you enjoy it, it's great. You don't get the full effect of this family until you yeah. plug in. Mm-hmm. Life really happens in the groups, really does. We have a good time together on the weekends, and that's great. That's no substitute for the groups, sitting around a table, having dinner with someone, getting to know who they are, building relationships. That's that's the body of Christ right yeah. there. Yeah. The good. preaching event and the worship event, it's wonderful, necessary, powerful, but it's you don't get the whole benefit until you're plugged in. That's good. I also loved how you came back around to this idea of when you're facing that decision or that conversation or whatever it may be of really asking yourself, I think you said leap for joy. Like, does that make me, does that make something inside me leap for joy or is it, or is it just something I feel like I'm supposed to do or, and then again, I think it comes back to that friendship too. Like, how do you, I guess the question I would ask in there is how do you differentiate? Like, is this something I just want to do because it looks like fun? Or is it something that's a, I don't know, like a holy joy, for lack of a better way to say it? It's hard because I think there's an element of both. Maybe it's both is the answer. I don't know that I'd have to stress a lot over the dichotomy. Is is this? People often miss God saying, is this just me or is this God? Oftentimes the joy is God. Hmm. And I do think what God puts before you it may be challenging, but there's a fun to it. Yeah. I find that the people who are greatest in their careers, in their ministry, whatever, uh, they love what they do. You know, mm-hmm. you ever been around a person who just hates their job? Yes. I mean, not here. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> not in this room. They better not. <laughs> yeah, but really, we've all been to a business where a person just hates being there. Yeah. yeah. They are terrible. They're the worst customer service. They're usually grumpy and grouchy. And part of it is they've just not gotten into their calling. They're, they're doing a job. And I said this in the message, too. Sometimes you just take a job. When you need a job, just get a job doing whatever. If you right. need money to support your family, uh, don't necessarily wait on joy. Get a job. Be faithful in that job. Then wait on God to bring opportunities. This is mainly for people who've who've put in some hours and put in some time. They're learning. They're developing. They've been in through the process. And then they reach a point where God's calling them deeper into their calling and deeper into what makes them tick. And in those moments, you got to find out what makes you tick. I'd take a pay cut to go for joy. Hmm. I would. I'd take a pay cut to do something I loved. Hmm. That's good. Because when you do that, joy springs up. Right. You're better at it. Yeah. You'll wind up doing better. Yeah. That's good. I like that. And then you kind of you also lend into the, you know, one of the benefits of this relationship that Mary had with Elizabeth was she found confirmation there. Um, and I had, I, I had never thought about the idea that Mary, I mean, <laughs> Mary hadn't told anybody, right? Mary had not told anybody that she we was We don't pre- know for well, sure she hadn't told anybody, but it's, it seems like she went there a couple days later. Right. I'll promise you she didn't publicize it. Sure. There's no doubt in my mind that if anybody knew, it may have been one or two. I don't even know if Joseph knew at this time. I'm trying to remember if there's any scripture that would say he certainly found out about it, but I'm not, I would imagine, my my imagination would say that Joseph probably didn't even know at this point. Uh, 
So Elizabeth could have been the first person, and I think it's very likely Elizabeth was the first person she meant to tell. Let me uh, let me rephrase my statement at that point in time. Then it's likely <laughs> that, okay. that, that Elizabeth didn't know. Uh, but I mean, I, I had never even considered that really being a possibility, right? And then Mary shows up, and then immediately the baby in uh, Elizabeth's womb leaps for joy, and then she speaks. You know, you're pregnant. You're 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 a mom, and uh, you know, you're 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 holding the Savior in your womb. Yeah. Um, man, I had never thought about the confirmation that Elizabeth would have given without possibly not being told the confirmation. Oh, that I she think gave. you could say 98 percent Elizabeth had no idea of this because yeah. she lived Hebron's about 80 miles from Nazareth, which is a quite a journey to sure. make. Yeah. So look, Mary could have left pretty well immediately and taken a couple days to get there at least. Uh, that's quite a trip, and um, so I think we can say with a extremely high certainty that Elizabeth had no way of knowing in the natural, no messenger, no phone call, no Facebook. Um, I think Mary legitimately came there to tell her about it, yeah. and when she opened the door, Elizabeth knew God showed it to her by the Holy Spirit. Man, talk about confirmation. So she oh, had... Man. She had received word from the angel, directly from the angel. And then, you know, then, then the angel goes away, right? And so you're still sitting there. And I think all of us can not necessarily relate to an angel coming speaking to us, but having been really clear on the fact that God was telling us to do something. And then a day later or a week later, start saying, did God really say that? Did God really want me to do that? And then she gets this amazing confirmation from Elizabeth there in this moment, which is just mind-blowing. And, hey, I, you know, I think I think kind of relates to the fact that all of us need confirmation of what God's doing in our lives. Don't we, man? I went to a, a pastor's conference one time, and I'm sitting there with probably 50 other pastors in there, and another pastor is leading the conference. And so he's speaking, and he did a good job. Then he said something. He said, I brought my church prophet with me. And I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> now, I believe in prophets. I believe in prophecy. Yeah. But just the way he put that, he said, I brought my church prophet with me, and we're going to have a session with you guys, and we'll pray for you and see if we get any words from God. And I'm like, count me out. And again, I want to say I'm for <laughs> right. prophets and prophecy, and I believe it. But at that point in my life, I thought, that sounds a little flaky to me, and so I'm not going. But I got kind of stubborn about it, and I thought, I'll go. Why not? I said, I'm not scared of them. I'll go let them pray for me. And if they give me any crazy words that I don't believe, I don't have to take it. That's kind of how I went into it. So I went in and I sat down and they prayed for me and just sat there a minute. And uh, what they didn't know is I was dealing with a person in the church at the time was just giving me a fit and just I didn't know how to deal with this person and I didn't know what to do. But I knew the person was just stubborn and just really in the way of what God wanted to do. And I knew this person, something had to give there with the person. Mm. And so I was really just fighting through that and struggling, and I didn't tell him. And uh, so the pastor prays for me, and then the church prophet over here, uh, it's quiet for a minute, and it's kind of that awkward moment. We're sitting there with our heads bowed. And he said, he said words to this effect. I don't like the exact words. It's been many years ago. And he said, you're dealing with a person that's giving you a really hard time. And he went on to describe this person physically in exact detail. Oh, wow. Then he went on to, he said, you think of this person as fill in the blank, and he used the word that I used, and that not to him, the right. word that was in my heart. And he said, uh, God just wants you to know that he's going to deal with this situation, and you won't have to. He will deal with it. And I was like, oh, wow, I'm so glad, and uh, I need to get me a church prophet. <laughs> I just thought, uh, I, 
I just thought it was incredible confirmation yeah. for me in that moment. And um, and did God deal with it? Well, Indeed, he did. Okay. Of course, he did. <laughs> it wasn't right. us. Then. Okay. <laughs> so got a job. <laughs> this was a long, long time ago. Yeah, it was just a. It was just a matter of a few weeks uh, after coming back from that that God really did deal wow. with that, and He solved that problem so clean yeah. and so smooth. I mean, it's a little bumpy. It wasn't yeah, easy, sure. but God dealt with it. Awesome. So it's like sometimes you just need a word from God, and that stuff is real. Yeah, I, there are people out there uh, who are who are kind of uh, there are charlatans, con men that claim to be preachers and prophets all over, you know, and they can give you fake stuff. But uh, I learned in that moment that God can give you a very specific word in a moment, and I learned not to discount that. That's awesome. Mary needed it, and she got it. Yeah, and, I, and there are times where we need it as well. I mean, yeah. you know, and. Once again, it comes back to she found that in somebody that she had a relationship with, a friend that yeah. she could talk to, yeah. and in that conversation, boy, they were able to speak speak God's word and confirm what God was already doing in her yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't just a friend; it was right. a friend who was willing to hear from God yes. as well, yeah. and who did hear from God, and they already had yeah. that relationship. Yeah, which I think is a huge point to. Yep, don't just have people you think are good friends; just people that are just going to agree with and you and have good tell friends, you, tell you what you want to hear. Yeah, yeah, but people who are willing to speak God's truth to you. Yep, we need it. Well, we're going on into Breakthrough Part 2 this week. Yep. It's going to be fun. We're going to see more breakthroughs, and God's going to do some great stuff. So thanks, guys. Thank you all for being a part of this, and thanks. we will see you again next time. All right. Bye-bye.